Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. The only way to really yield and to really see authentic transformation in your life as a Christian is, is not you striving, it's you yielding. You presenting yourself to God. And when you present yourself to God, you want to be completely real with God. That's what I want to zero in on for the remainder of this message now. Being completely real with God. What do I mean by that? You want to be real, man. We're just regular people. <laughs> we love Jesus. Jesus loves us. But we're just regular guys and gals. Okay. All right. You just, you know, you just show up. You just be you. You do you. Okay. Um, and now, now here's the thing though. Sometimes you can have phoniness with God. Sometimes people can have a phony relationship with God. And I know that's kind of amazing because God already knows everything and you're going to pretend in front of God, you know, but you want to check yourself. How's your relationship with God? Is it a completely honest, authentic relationship? Or do you just, you know, is it just like a show kind of thing? Okay, so I want us to consider that. Because what God wants, guys, is, and this amazes me always, is what God wants is not our performance. What God wants is our relationship. You know, and it's like so amazing that God wants to, you know, here's God, the creator of heaven and earth. He has all knowledge. He knows everything, man. He's outside of time. He works in time. He created space and time, and yet he wants to have a fellowship with you and me. I mean, we're like little ants compared to him, and he wants to know you intimately. He wants to talk to you about what's going on in your life, and, and he already knows everything, but he wants you to share with him why, because that's that intimate relationship. And so when you're yielding to God, you're saying, Lord, here I am. You're not going to do the religious thing where you're going to try to clean up your life, guys. No. And I want you to know, somebody needs to hear this this morning. I don't care what you've been into. God wants you to come to him just as you are. And sometimes religious people freak out because what they think I'm doing is, they think I'm saying, well, it doesn't matter how you live. Well, guys, that, that's not true. Because here's what happens. When you yield yourself to God, He's going to work on the inside of you. When you yield yourself to God, he's going to begin he's going to begin to transform you. You say, "Lord, here I am. I'm struggling with a bad temper." Lord, Lord, I'm a little frustrated because, you know, this has been taking longer than it, than I thought it was going to take. Lord, help me with this. And then you say, "Lord, help me." You know, and you let him in. You let him shine into those deep, dark places within you guys. And what happens is his light is going to create transformation. His light is going to create transformation. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. I want to show you these, this scripture. This is a very familiar scripture. You've been listening 
to us here for any length of time, man. The scripture ought to be coming out of years, and that's exactly what I want. Okay, I want you to be dreaming about this scripture. Look at Philippians 2.13 in the NLT, and you'll understand how this works. He says in verse 13, For God is working in you. Everybody say, God is working in me. And what is he doing? He's giving you the desire, and he's going to give you the power to do what pleases him. In a sense, that kind of sums up everything, guys, we're talking about. It's not about your performance, but does that mean, you know, you're going to continue, you know, to do stuff that, you know, you ought, you ought not be doing? No. But you see, what's going to change and transform you is not striving. Religion, guys, oftentimes has people striving. Well, Alex, I've got to strive not to sin today. Alex, I've got to strive to live right today. <laughs> Alex, I've got to resist the temptations today. Hold on. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to submit to you, maybe you're well-intentioned, but could it be that your focus is off? Could it be that rather than you focusing on striving against the, bad, the stuff that you don't want, the bad stuff, the old stuff that Jesus already took care of for you, he already died for, you know, for you, for that stuff, okay. Rather than you striving against that, how about you yield to what God wants to do? Isn't that exactly what we read in Romans chapter 6 in our key scripture today? <laughs> he said, you consider yourself as dead. I don't have to strive against it if I consider myself as dead to, to that stuff. And instead, I'm going to yield myself to God. I'm going to yield myself unto God, understanding my identity in Christ, understanding who I am. Now, when I do that, I do that from a place of complete honesty. I say, Lord, I know I'm righteous in you, Lord, but I got this stuff going on in my life. Help me, Lord. I yield myself to him now. Now, when I do that, what happens is he can work on the inside of me. He's going to work on the inside of me. He's going to create that transformation on the inside of me. And what happens is he's going to change your desires, man. All of a sudden, what happens is the stuff you used to want to do, you don't want to do it anymore. And why? It's because he's working on the inside of you. That's how transformation happens here in this Christian life. Now, when you're yielding to God, what you're doing is you are authentically seeking what God wants to do in these areas of, of, of your life. And so yielding to God means very practically that we're going to have moments of pause where we authentically seek God's direction. It's like, Lord, what are you doing in this area of my life? Are you guys tracking with me? You're struggling? You say, Lord, what are you doing in this area of my life? Lord, I'm struggling here, but Lord, I trust you. What are you doing, Lord? What are you up to, Lord? Because you want to trust his intentions. You want to trust his intentions and his purposes for you, which are for good. Which are for good. And then sometimes the question comes, well, well Alex, Brother Alex, well, what if what I want is not what God wants? <laughs> you know, praise God, I want this thing. But what if that's not what God wants for me? Well, guys, I've been there. I've been there. I went through a period in my life where I was doing my own thing. And I, I thought I wanted to do this thing. And, you know, I was always striving, you know, to try to get this thing to happen. 
And eventually, you know, it just wasn't working. Here's what's going to happen is, you know, you're, you're going to bump into some issues because you're, you're not in the will of God for your life. But then what happened was, man, when I got back to him, when I did what I'm telling you to do, I yielded to him. I, I, I came to him. I allowed him to work on the inside of me. Glory to God. What he did was he changed my desire. And I'm telling you guys, the stuff that I used to want to do, I don't want to do it anymore. Glory to God. What he does is he's going to give you a new desire. He's going to, he's going to align your will with his will. You see, but here's the thing. You got to come to him with complete honesty because it's okay for you to say to God, Lord, I don't know if I want to do this thing. Okay. Uh, Lightning's not going to strike you guys. No, God wants that kind of honesty with you. But the more that you now depend on him, the more is he going to change you from the inside out. And I want to show you an example of this now. In uh, Psalms 37, I'm going to go to, uh, in the King James, Psalms 37. I want to I find these notes here because I want to show you this here in Psalms 37, Psalms, Psalms chapter 37. And I, I really think this is going to, um, this is going to drive you, it's going to drive it home for you guys, starting in verse 3. And this is Old Testament, but what this is, is this is an example of... Um, of living the yielded life, of living the yielded life. And this was David who, who was uh, writing this. And David, guys, is, is pretty amazing because David, even though he lived under the old covenant, uh, David was a man who knew God, uh, who, knew, who knew the grace of God. David was not a perfect man. Uh, David was a man who made a lot of mistakes, and yet God called him a man after his own heart. Maybe you made some mistakes. Well, David made some mistakes. David committed adultery. He had the guy killed to try to cover up the adultery. And God called him a man after his own heart. Why? Well, it's because David knew it wasn't his performance. It was his relationship with God. It was his dependence on God. And notice what he says here in Psalms 37, verse 3. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Stop right there. I want you to understand He says, trust in the Lord first. And then as a result of you trusting in the Lord, what's going to happen is you're going to do good. Notice what he did not say, guys. He did not say, trust in the Lord so that he can be good to you. (laughs) Okay, no, that's not what he said. He said, you're trusting in the Lord. You're trusting in his goodness. You're trusting he's, he's at work in your life, even if it looks a little rough at times. And as a result of you trusting in God, what happens is you're going to do good as a result. You see, guys, in this new covenant, our actions flow out of our behavior, out of our right believing. You believe right, you're going to live right. Now, again, this is old covenant, but I really believe this applies to us in the new covenant as well. And and, and he says, he trusts in the Lord and do good. He says, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. He says. God's going to take care of you, in other words. Now, what I want to notice, what I want you to focus on here is verse 4. It's a familiar scripture that very oftentimes, guys, uh, people misunderstand the scripture. He says in verse 4, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, let's really break this verse down. A lot of times what people 
think here is they look at this verse kind of from a performance-based, uh, you know, perspective, and they're like, man, you know, you got to delight yourself in God, and and you know, in other words, I got to perform. Uh, you know, maybe I have to work hard to love God. You know. <laughs> And then God is kind of cheering you on and say, love me, love me, love me, love me. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know. And, and then when I do that enough, uh, you know, then he's going to give me whatever I want. Well, guys, that's not what the scripture is saying. Okay, that is absolutely not what this verse is saying. You see, first of, first of all, you want to understand what it means to delight yourself in the Lord. And then you're going to see that to, to delight yourself in the Lord is really to live the yielded life. To delight yourself in the Lord is to be soft and pliable before God. That word delight, it, 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 means, it means to really, to, to look to Him, to, to, to look to Him as the stronger vessel. You know, I, I delight myself in the Lord, I take pleasure in the Lord, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to Him as the stronger vessel in my life. In other words, I become weak before him. I say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I, 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 I have a need for you. Lord, I depend upon you working in every area of my life. And so it's to open ourselves before him completely. And as I said earlier, it's to let him into every area of your life. And guys, what this is, is intimacy. This is intimacy with God. And so to live the yielded life, to delight yourself in the Lord, is to have intimacy with God. It's to have intimacy with God. Now, intimacy means come into me and see. You're letting him into every area of your life. You're letting him work on the inside of you. Remember, he's working in you. Everybody say, God is working in me. God is working in me. And he said earlier in Philippians, he's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Now notice what he says here. He says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, church, I submit to you, he's not saying he's going to give you just whatever you want. <laughs> okay. When he says he's going to give you the desires, he means he's going to give you the desire. He's going to impart that desire in your heart. In other words, we're talking about such a level of intimacy with God where it's like, Lord, I need you. Lord, thank you for your favor. Thank you for, for being in, in every area of my life, Lord. And I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. It's I'm delighting myself with to him with in him to a degree where there's a union that takes place in my heart where he's going to be working on the inside of me so that his desires become my desires. God's will for my life becomes what I want for my life. Are you guys catching this? Now, that's not something you can make happen. That's only going to happen when you yield to him when you delight yourself in him. And, and, and some of you guys, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you guys, you know, you don't want to do what you used to want to do. You know, some of you guys you used to do the joint thing. All right. You used to have that little weed addiction going on. Okay. It's like puff, 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 you know, uh, Alex, I just need my puff, 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 puff. All right. Um, but what happened was, you know, you started to delight yourself in Jesus 
he started to take away that desire. <laughs> okay. And if you're not there yet, the, okay, he's going to get you there. Okay. Um, you know, because, because he's going to change you. He's going to mold and shape you into who he's called you to be, child of God. Now look at verse four. Oh, verse five, rather. <laughs> verse five says, commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And notice now he says he's going to bring it to pass. Well, what is he going to bring to pass? The desire that he's put in your heart. And so here in verse five, you're going to notice that verse four can't be talking about he's going to give you the desire as in, okay, I'm going to give you whatever I want, whatever you want. No, in verse four, he's going to plant the desire in your heart, you see. And then verse five says, okay, now I'm going to commit my way to the Lord. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to seek his wisdom, his guidance, and his direction. I'm going to keep trusting him. And he's going to bring that very desire to pass. I want you to understand sooner or later, he's going to bring it to pass in your life. He's going to navigate you through that gap. But sooner or later, he's going to bring that that thing you're believing him for to pass. And he says in verse six, and he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. And so bringing forth your righteousness means you delighting yourself in the Lord means more and more you're going to see the fruit of righteousness in your life. You're going to see transformation in your life. You're going to see you living more according to who you are in Christ. Heart transformation. And I love verse 7. He says, rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Church, I want you to understand the greatest expression of your faith in God is going to be, is going to be you being at rest. It's going to be you being at peace. I've had some times recently, guys, where, you know, my peace didn't make any sense in the natural because I was dealing with some issues. But I was just like, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I know your word is true. Okay, Lord, I know you've already dealt with, with my mistakes on the cross. You've shed your blood for me, Lord. You died for me. You rose again. And Lord, I just trust you. You see? And then he's going to navigate you through that journey. And he, he's going to give you that rest. Some of you are dealing with some heavy stuff right now. It makes no sense for you to be at peace. Because that peace is coming out of your trusting in God. You see? trust. And he says, wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. And so resting, yielding to him, delighting ourselves in him is what enables him to work in our lives. And I trust you guys are seeing the contrast here with, with striving, you trying to make stuff happen. Now you say, Lord, I yield to you. I delight myself in you. You focus on your relationship with him. That's how that's going to happen, guys. That's how transformation is going to take place in your life. Look at what Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 in the NLT. I love this. He says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And Paul said, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. 
That's a profound statement, guys. The posture of empowerment for the Christian is dependence on God. I recognize my own weakness. And what that's going to do is it's going to position me for the power of God to flow through me. I'm not putting up phoniness. I'm saying, Lord, here I am. You know the areas where I'm weak, but Lord, I depend on you. His grace, his unmerited favor, guys, is going to be sufficient in that area of your life. Are you guys catching this here this morning? Are you guys catching this here this morning? And so rather than struggling against the old, as we said earlier, as much of religion would have us do, living the yielded life is all about surrendering to the new. It's presenting ourselves to God just as we are, knowing he does not condemn us. In fact, he wants us to come to him just as we are. So he can do a work on the inside of us. Whereas religion often wants to hold on to the old. That's somebody who, who, who says, you know, Alex, you know, I was a sinner before I got saved. I'm still just a sinner and I'm just no good. And I just got to struggle, 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 struggle against sin. And they think that's the Christian life, guys. That's not Christianity. That's not what we read starting off today in Romans chapter 6. He said, you reckon yourself dead to that old identity, dead to the past. And then you yield to what God wants to do now. And so, whereas religion wants to hold on to the old, God says, focus on the new. Focus on the new. And from this place of focusing on the new, he says, trust me, lean on me, depend on me, leave the past behind. Look to what I want to do in your life is what God says. And we'll end it here with Philippians 3.13 in the NLT, where he says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. This is Paul speaking. He says, I have not achieved it. Or in other words, he hasn't arrived yet. But watch this. But I focus. I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past. And looking forward to what lies ahead. Church. I declare right now we're entering into a season where a lot of you are, it's time for you to let go of the past. Like I said, the past three years, man, have been very painful for a lot of people. A lot of you are still recovering. And we're not insensitive to that. But just perhaps it's time to let go of the old. Understand God wants to do a new thing in your life. And so, how do we live the yielded life? We say, Lord, here I am. Lord, I know you make me righteous. I know my position in Christ. And Lord, at the same time, I'm in this gap, meaning I'm struggling, even though I know my position. And so I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay living in that gap. Now, Lord, I yield to you. Work in me. Mold me. Shape me. Transform me from the inside out. Change my desires, Lord. Transform me, Lord. And then he's going to mold and shape you, man. He's going to mold and shape you. And he's going to take you into a great future. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now, I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.